Today on the Relationship Revival Show, I'm talking to Alexandra Harbushka. Alexandra's life was sent into upheaval when she received a call from her doctor diagnosing her with herpes. Shaking, feeling like her life, her goals, happiness, and desires had all just gone up in smoke. She was left scared and with a new mission to share her story with people just like her and to let them know that their feelings are normal, natural, and that they're not victims. With that mission in mind, she founded Life with Herpes, an online community consisting of a podcast, a website, a YouTube channel, wellness products, and more to support the skin condition and an online community that provides support, all dedicated to shattering the stigma of living with herpes. Before founding Life with Herpes and becoming a mother to her son Clinton and a wife to her husband Bill, Alexandra worked in corporate America with roles ranging from Ralph Lauren to selling new home construction to being a mortgage loan officer. Her education includes a bachelor's degree from the University of Arizona and a postgraduate certificate in ministry and is currently working on a master's in theology. She's also an ordained minister and provides ministry counseling. You're listening to the Relationship Revival Podcast with John DeBach, also known as Mr. Spirituality. That's me. I'm your host giving you insights and guidance from over 10 years in the field of this amazing journey we call romance. On this show, I go over everything you need to know about how to get into a relationship, how to get the most out of a relationship, and sometimes even how to gracefully end a relationship without pulling your hair out and going crazy. And occasionally, I'm even joined by new and old friends who are also relationship experts to bring you guidance and wisdom with new perspectives. Thanks for stopping by. Alexandra Harbushka, thank you so much for being here on the program. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for joining, for having me, John, and everything. I'm, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of dive into your story. Obviously, it's something that is close to your own, you know, heart and, and something that you was a passion project. Tell me what happened in your life that got you on this path and, and how this all started. Well, of course, it didn't start off as a passion project. You don't like you know, like wake up one day or when you're in high school, people go, what do you want to do with your life? And you're like, I'm going to be a herpes advocate. Like that's <laughs> not how it starts off. Um, you know, I, th- yeah, that was not at all on my radar. And when I was 28 years old, I was diagnosed with genital herpes. And that's of course something that nobody thinks they're going to get. Um, nothing that anybody wants. And, and what you well, I mean, I've learned a lot since 2011 when I was diagnosed. But um, you go through this complete journey of okay, this is what I thought was right. This is what I thought was wrong. This I did these things that I thought were right, and I ended up with something that I thought you got if you did something wrong. Right. Um, and you go through this whole spiritual journey and this whole like, who am I and what am I trying to accomplish? Because at 28, I had. You know, I went to college. I got the the right jobs out of college. I, you know, I did all those things. I dated the right people who I thought were the right people. And and we all have this preconceived idea or notion of, okay, well, we know who the person is that gets herpes. Like we know what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Or we know who they date. And I went, oh my gosh, how did I get this? How did this just happen? So I realized I need to help people. I need to help people. And um, that's how I started this whole mission, this whole um, just force to educate people about herpes. And if you are living with herpes, 
here, here's how you do it. Here's what it means. Mm -hmm. Were you in the dating pool? Were you married when you found out? What was your situation? So I was dating. Um, like I said, I was 28 years old. I was dating. I was dating someone I had known a very, very, very long time. And um, he and I decided to – we were dating for a very long time and we decided, okay, let's, you know, go to the next level, sure. which is pretty normal, pretty normal to be intimate with a partner, yeah. um, especially at 28. Yeah. And so we did that. And about six weeks later – I wasn't feeling right down there, and boom, here we go. I have herpes, genital herpes. Was he, was he aware that he had it, or was it a conversation? No, he didn't know. Yeah. Um, and that this is the thing. This is the thing that's extremely frustrating about herpes is the majority of the population has herpes. However, we don't know we have herpes because we're not tested for it. So even if we're a responsible, sexually active adult and we're getting tested for whatever STDs and you go to your doctor and you're like, hey, test me for – give me the whole – give me give me the everything. Right. Give me the whole test. Your doctor does not include HSV-1 or HSV-2. And why is that? Hmm. I There's so many different thoughts on this. You know um, – you could look at it and say, well, everybody has it, so why test for it? Mm -hmm. You could look at it and say, the aftermath of learning about a herpes diagnosis is far worse than actually knowing you have herpes because the majority of the population with herpes are asymptomatic, meaning they're never going to have a symptom or they've had a symptom, but it was years ago and they don't even realize it was herpes. Um, it's not something that kills you. It's not something that really changes your life other than you now have this cloud over you with this stigma. Mm -hmm. And that's really all that it does. And how does that affect, you know, you were 28. How did it affect dating? What's dating with herpes look like? Yeah, it was, it was absolutely terrifying. Um, so again, I, so the, this guy I was dating and, you know, we both get herpes. Well, he finds out, well, I find out I have herpes. Then he, of course, you know, didn't think it, he had it and he finds out he has it. And so now we both have herpes. And so I tried to make it work. I tried to stay with him. And I tried to stay with him for two years. And because I was so terrified of going out there and saying, you know, going on a date. And I thought people will just like see through me. They'll see through this facade that, oh, well, yeah, she has herpes. I can't, I can't date her. I wouldn't, would never want to introduce her to my mom or dad. Mm -hmm. Like I can never... So I stayed in this relationship for two years and it was absolutely suffocating um, because when you find out you have herpes, all of your dreams, your hopes, uh, you you feel ashamed, you are filled with anger, you're filled with resentment um, and now you're just like, what do I do? So I was turning 30 and I thought, I can't, I have to change. Something's not, I cannot stay in this. This is not right. This is not the right person for me. I was settling. And I had then realized I was settling. A lot of times we don't realize we're settling, mm -hmm. you know? And I thought, okay, I got to, I got to figure this out and I have to do something more. So I started, I decided I would say yes to anybody that asked me on a date. Or anybody I asked on a date. I thought, okay, well, I'll ask guys and anyone who wants to ask me on a date can ask me on a date. Opposed to saying, well, he's too tall or he's too short or he's too this or he's too that. I just thought, I'll go on a date because I'll learn something. And the more 
I went on dates, the more I enjoyed it. And I want to clarify it because we have this idea of dating means sex. Like, oh, I'm dating this person. It means I'm sleeping with this person. It doesn't mean that. Dating means I went to yoga. It means I went for a walk on the beach. It means I went to have a cocktail. It means I met whatever. Yeah. I, met, I went to lunch with you, whatever it is. So I started doing that. And I didn't disclose because my whole theory is you don't need to disclose unless you're going to expose that person. Sure. So I wasn't exposing anybody to it. So you Why just disclose to- before the intimacy becomes either inevitable or kind of on the table. <laughs> yeah. And it's what's funny is because in general, nobody likes rejection and nobody likes being their rejector. Sure. Um, even if, you know, we think, oh, it's ho- so hard to be rejected. Nobody wants to be the rejector as well. And so I'm like, oh, I really don't like this guy. So I'd be like, oh, I have herpes, thinking like I would get out of the next date. <laughs> and that didn't work. And I'd be like, damn it. Like, <laughs> you're still here. That's really So funny. you'd have to come on and be honest. Like, I'm just not into you. Right. So. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, let me – let me dive into this a little more because this is it's it's interesting cuz if it's it becomes part of your life and like you said it's a cloud that kind of hangs over you so is it just that cloud and learning how to kind of come to terms with it is that the biggest lesson to learn well i would say that when we go through any sort of trauma there's a couple of responses that happen to our body so our parasympathetic nervous system which is our fight or flight it goes in it goes into action And what happens, and and this is any sort of animal. So we could talk about zebras in the wild. We could talk about us being humans. And when this happens, when there's some sort of threat, the blood leaves our brain and it goes to our legs to make us run faster and outrun our stranger danger. And so when this happens to us and humans, a lot of times there is no stranger danger chasing us. It's, it's a, it's a fear. Or it's, it's in my case, oh my gosh, I have herpes. It's a fear. So the blood rushing my brain going to my legs doesn't it's useless. <laughs> doesn't do anything yeah. for me in that point. So we either go into the, fi- the fight, flight, or the freeze. And again, this happens in nature as well. Certain animals go freeze. Certain animals go flight. Certain animals go fight. So um, when this happens, a fighter is someone that either wants to fight the cause you know, like they, for example, found out you got herpes. All right, we're going to, we're going to get together and we're going to create a walk on Saturday mornings to bring awareness. Or it's a person that's like, I want to go fight this person. I physically want to fight this person. I have so much anger and rage. I want to fight this person. Um, a flight person is someone that leaves the situation. I don't associate with having this. I don't have this. I'm just going to do everything in my power to remove myself from it. So a lot of times people turn to drugs and alcohol, or a lot of times they go to extreme promiscuity to be like, well, I can still, I still got this. And they're not disclosing to their partners. Or we have the freeze person that's like, I can only get up, go to work. I come home. I go to bed. I heat up my dinner. I, I can't, I can't, I don't go out with friends. I don't do anything for myself. And so I think it's really important when any of us have our personal 911s and my herpes diagnosis was the biggest event in my life, probably still to this day, um, realizing what your body's going through and taking little steps by steps to try to, um, work through it. So I like to call it the Eeyore phase. Like I said, I had a cloud over me. I was Eeyore. I had a rain cloud over me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a rain cloud over me 
every single day. I, um, I looked gray. I didn't have any color. You know, there was no, there was no sparkle in my eye that, that was gone. And, um, so that's, that's kind of what you go through. Mm -hmm. What, what do you feel like is missing, especially when dealing with sex education in schools that, you know, would have been helpful to you or helpful to someone who might contract herpes? Here's the thing. I taught sex ed in high school. So I knew. What do you mean I you taught everything. it? Were you a teacher? Were you? No. So it was really interesting. Um, I, I grew up in San Diego, California, and the school I went to, they peer they partnered up with Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. And so Planned Parenthood educated a handful of high school – at my high school, a handful of our the students. I was one of them. And we were educated. We were completely – when I say tested, not STD tested, but like tested on the, the information. information. Sure. Yeah, and then we went out to other high schools within San Diego and taught the information to the to our peers. And so it was a really interesting way of doing it. So you don't have like, you know, like the old teacher that's like, well, here's what sex is. And you're like, um, you've never had sex yeah. because that's gross. So anyways, I went out and did that. So I knew about herpes. I knew it can lie dormant. I knew about other STDs and STIs. What I also believed, part of what you're asking is I also believed it would never happen to me. Mm-hmm. Because I still was under the belief of if you have um, a if you have a boyfriend and you're 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 monogamous, monogamous right. you're not going to get herpes or an STD because that doesn't happen when you're monogamous. And unfortunately, we're not number one. We're not having sex education in schools. It's just don't get pregnant, don't get a girl pregnant, and don't get pregnant if you're a girl. Um, that's what, but, that's the goal of the teaching. I didn't get that message in my school, but I was in a pretty liberal minded school, but that's the kind yeah. of nationwide. That's kind of the focus is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess I read, I read not enough into it, but maybe you're right. <laughs> but, and we also have this whole thing of like, well, I trust this person and there's no way that that person would have, they would tell me, you know, we kind of come out of this like Pollyanna phase of like, well, I trust everybody. So um, how do we, how do we solve it? I just think bringing awareness and, and, and I've asked people that don't have STDs and I'm like, well, how did you know when you're with your husband or wife? Like, how did you know? Like, how did you like go have them go get tested? And their answer is like, well, no, because like they hadn't been with anybody in a long time mm -hmm. or like, well, no, of course I didn't because, and that's the thing we assume herpes lies dormant. And can be you can contract it, say at age twenty, and not get your first outbreak until forty. You could still be contagious and pass it to people, and not know you have it. Ninety percent of the people with genital herpes do not know they have it. Wow. So, and that also includes oral herpes or cold sores. People don't realize that cold sores are herpes, um, or fever blisters, and they're herpes, and they can be transmitted to your partner by doing things with your mouth, right? And there's a large number of teenagers, early 20s, that are now getting genital herpes, but it's from a cold sore. So interesting. Mm -hmm. And the and the main symptoms of herpes are, are essentially discomfort, right? It's not. It's I mean, extreme discomfort, but it, it's discomfort, right? Yeah, and it depends in in everybody's everybody's body's different and things like that. So what herpes is, it's, it's a virus. It lives in our nervous system. Um, when it decides to be active, when it's no longer, when it's not dormant, it's like, Hey, I want to pop out and play. 
it leaves, um, it lives in our spine or it lives along our, our neck and kind of jaw area and it pops out and it goes to the area in which you're infected. So if you're infected orally, it goes to the oral region. If you're infected genitally, it goes to the genital region. And so some people can experience nerve pain because it travels along the nerves. Some people can experience like tingling. Some people can experience, I like to describe it as like snapping a rubber band on your skin, like a, like a rug burn type, like a snap. Um, it can be itchy, it can be tingly, it can be any sort of things. And then for some people, it's one blister. Some people, it's a cluster of blisters. Other people, it's a paper cut, like just a little cut. Hmm. Yeah. But it's not fatal and it's, no. not, and it's not something that's going to derail your life. I think that's important to kind of remember. <laughs> Exactly. You can, you can still have, you can still marry who you want. You don't have to settle. You're not like, oh, well, I can only date this person now or only this person will accept me because I have herpes. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then that's your not, that's not your right person. If someone's ever using that as like a dangling carrot to be like, well, no one else will accept you because you have herpes, but I do. Or, well, you can't go anywhere because you'd have to tell people that you have it. If that's the case, then then we, we've got that wrong. Um, herpes is something that two out of three people have HSV1 and one out of six have HSV2. So the majority of the population has herpes. It's just people aren't aware that they have it mm-hmm. or don't realize that when you hear the word genital, you're like, Ugh. Right. 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 Yeah. There's that that shame that comes with it, that kind of stigma for sure. Mm-hmm. How has being transparent about it affected your life in your business and your community? Has it, has it been a positive effect? Has it been kind of a struggle at times? When I first went public about it in 17, 2017, I did have a lot of people that were like, well, why would you tell anybody? And like, why would you tell somebody that? Like, what, what are you, why, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And when So when you go to your why, like, why am I doing this? So I realized that when I was diagnosed in 2011, there was no support. It was, um, you could go to the Planned Parenthood website, you could go to like the CDC and I think WebMD. And those websites were pretty sterile. And it was, it like in 2011, it said like you have, people with genital herpes um, have less than a high school diploma, are of low socioeconomic status and our particular races. And I was like, so it was just inaccurate. It was inaccurate. Uh-huh. And it was just like, stig- it was like even further stigmatizing sure. it. And so my why was there are people that um, uh, take their lives because of this. There's people that will never get married because they have this. There's people that will never become a parent. There's people because they believe it's not because of having herpes. It's the belief that herpes is so cruel and it has stripped them of their, their ability to go out and and live life. And I realized this was happening. I've talked to this young woman who dropped out of college because she had it. I talked to another woman who was going through the adoption process with her husband and they pulled out because she randomly found out she had genital herpes and she never knew it. I've talked to people that have never gotten in the pool with their kids because they thought that they couldn't, you know, they played Marco Polo, it would get transmitted. And so I realized that there were so many people that were just not living their lives. And so that's why I do it. So back to the slack, I realize it's not me that people are attacking. They're actually attacking themselves and their identity with a stigma, right? So it's like, you know, very like polarizing to be like, 
herpes? Like, ew, gross. Mm -hmm. Well, that's your impression of it. It's not really – I don't think of myself as a gross person. So – I think that's that's commendable for sure. Thanks. And so it and it so it hasn't had a negative impact except the a few first people in the beginning just kind of questioning it. It sounds like those people were kind of on your side too. And they, oh my they side. you know and they were just like are you sure this is a good idea? So in, in right. general it sounds like people have kind of welcomed the transparency and open arms. Yeah, and I think it's the way I go about it. I'm not trying to prove me like, well, look, I'm so hot or like, dude, I can get anybody I want. No, it's this is what happened. Right. These were the choices I made. I did not have my partner get tested prior to sleeping with him. I trusted him, right? When he said he's been tested and said they were negative, I trusted that. Um, I did not ask him to get tested and that was the choice I made. So that's a choice that a lot of people make, right? right. Um, and, well, and, and if, even if he did get tested – he would have it to ask included. specifically for the HSV test in order for it to come right. up. So it's like you're kind of stuck right. between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> right, right, right. I will every now and then because I'll I'll talk about being a mom or I'll show a picture with my son or something like that. And I'll have videos that will go viral that like have like 4 million views or something. And every now and then if someone attacks my son, I get mama bear. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't it doesn't impact me. Right. Okay. Well, that's great. And you, you have, as I read in the intro, there's, you, you have a uh, theological kind of ministry counseling that you mm -hmm. do. Tell, tell me more about that. I don't know if you know, I mean, I've, I come from a rabbinic track. I didn't go down the full path, but I was going to be an Orthodox rabbi. And that's kind of where I started wow. the counseling. And uh, none of my clients are, you know, super religious right now. I have had them in the past, so it's not like a focus, but it does inform kind of my view of the world. And um, I found it, you know, it's still obviously a significant part of my own belief system and everything. Why did you choose to go into it yourself? So I, you know, what's interesting is it started off not for life with herpes. It's because I became a mom and I was like, oh my gosh, how did I get so lucky? How was I so blessed to be a mom to this beautiful little boy? And so I wanted to understand God and I wanted to understand religion more. And I'm like, I was so blessed. Like God blessed me with this. And so I started down the the path of like, let me just take one class and let me take another class. And now I'm three classes away from finishing my master's. Um, in theology. But um, I realized through it, oh my gosh, this is so powerful for people dealing with a herpes diagnosis or any sort of diagnosis. And what happens is we have this huge loss of faith or this, or I'm being punished. God is punishing me for my behavior. I did something wrong. I did something sinful. I, I am being punished. I didn't obey the commandments or whatever, whatever, whatever. And having to go back to people and explain and part of forgiveness and and it's it's you know the the vision or the the purpose of the lord is is teaching grace and love and kindness and of course you know giving you with some outlines on how to live life mm -hmm. but he's not punishing you for getting her for getting herpes or whatever it is mm -hmm. um it's not a punishment it's not a sin mm -hmm. um and and so really the biggest thing i focus on is forgiveness and you can learn that through the Bible, through basically any story. Um, Old Testament, new. I love the Old Testament. I prefer the Old Testament personally, but <laughs> um, but but going through all that, it's it's like learning forgiveness and how do you forgive yourself mm. is most important. Great messages, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of people need to do a lot more of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, well, great. If someone wants to learn more about you and about the cause, where can they go? So I have, uh, uh, if you want, if you have herpes and, or you're quite like, maybe, I don't know. I want to learn more. Go to outbreakremedies.com and I have a 21 page ebook you can download. It is basically soup to nuts, A to Z on everything you could ever want to learn. Um, so I would be, you can find me there or anything to do with life with herpes. So YouTube, TikTok. Yeah. And I'll post all of your social stuff in the show notes. If you want to check out Alexandra on all or just different channels, I think it's definitely something worth looking into. And, uh, at any age, it sounds like you could, you could be married with three kids and it's still just dormant in the spine. It happens all the time. If you're interested in learning how to get the absolute most out of your romantic relationships, then you're in luck because I have put together a free workshop or masterclass, if you will, about three secrets that people in happy relationships have discovered. You can view the workshop at mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. Again, it's completely free. Just go there and watch it. It'll help you on your journey, give you some wisdom, some things to think about. The website again is mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. That's mrspirituality.com slash the number three, the word secrets. It's all yours. Enjoy. Enjoy.